Three years ago, I received an ominous-sounding phone call that spoke of UK demolition companies being raided by the Competition and Markets Authority. At the time, I had no idea who or what the Competition and Markets Authority were, or the power they wielded. I had no inkling that the organisation's initials would slip so readily into the demolition sector's vernacular, or that those three letters would come to dominate industry discourse. I certainly had no indication that the conversation about the CMA investigation would still be ongoing three years later. But more than 36 months after the CMA first placed the UK demolition industry under its all-seeing microscope, we are now forced to play a waiting game. And so here we are, in limbo. If the rumour mill is to be believed, and it's been remarkably accurate so far, those that have been caught in the CMA net now know their fate. It's understood that at least some have made financial provisions, which is a nice way of saying they've set aside large sums of money to pay the fines that will inevitably follow. But for the wider industry, for the employees of the companies involved, for the clients and for rival companies, we now face a waiting game. I'm recording this on the 13th of June 2022, and the latest update from the Competition and Markets Authority says there will not be any further updates until sometime in July. Based upon past experience, however, the CMA might keep us all waiting until July starts to give way to August. Based on that same past experience, there remains every possibility that July will pass without a conclusion to this protracted investigation. And with each extension to that investigation, there comes a feeling that the additional time is being used to cast the CMA net wider, to trawl just a little more deeply into the darker depths of the UK demolition industry. Of course, for those working within the demolition business, waiting is an integral part of everyday life. Demolition contractors are constantly waiting for clients to choose winning bids, constantly waiting for those same clients to provide a start date. Those same contractors are also forever waiting for the next economic shift, the next change in legislation, the next round of environmental obstacles to overcome. And let's not forget that at the time of recording, the wider industry will have waited six and a half years for a conclusion in the investigation into the deadly collapse of the boiler house at the Didcot A power station. That collapse happened at the end of February 2016. It claimed the lives of four demolition workers, making it the worst demolition accident in living memory. All in all, demolition contractors are adept at waiting and at biding their time. Those they work for those they work alongside and those that work for them may not be quite so blessed in the patients department. To date, the focus of the investigation, of the sporadic media coverage and of this podcast has been upon the companies and the individuals that may or may not have been involved in collusion and price fixing. The focus has also been upon the nature of their alleged crimes. But precious little has been said about the victims of those crimes. The innocent clients that may have paid over the odds to inadvertently ensure that all those involved in any collusion will have received their financial cut. The innocent employees of any companies found guilty of collusion and whose livelihood and ongoing employment might be undermined by the greed of those at the top. 
the rival companies that will hopefully soon discover the extent to which they were cheated out of work and therefore money. Let's start with the clients. Imagine that you're a client, a big blue-chip company that has, in the recent past, called upon the assistance of a demolition contractor. Now imagine that it's revealed that your project was the subject of price-fixing that two or more demolition companies colluded to ensure that one of them won the contract at an above-market-value price, and that the difference between the real price and the price-fixed cost was divvied up among the guilty parties. Bearing in mind that a government agency can prove that you paid over the odds, are you going to say, ah, well, ho-hum, and put it down to experience? Or will you be seeking some kind of recompense? And even assuming that you do secure some recompense, how will you feel about the demolition fraternity going forward? Will you view demolition contractors as upright members of society? Or will you view them all with distrust and suspicion, regardless of their involvement in the CMA investigation? Assuming that, after all this time, the CMA can prove that collusion took place, and depending how their findings are revealed and reported, I would not be at all surprised to see additional claims to recoup losses. Nor would I be surprised to see bids and tenders subjected to greater scrutiny in the years ahead. With the cost of living and cost of construction rising at an alarming rate, further delays over tender submissions are the last thing the demolition industry needs. But clients that have suffered a loss, and even those that haven't, will surely be looking to protect themselves in the future and innocent demolition contractors will suffer as a result. Perhaps my greatest concern, however, is reserved for any hard-working, dedicated and innocent demolition workers that discover they've been working for a company that was guilty of collusion. Although financial penalties will be borne by the companies and by the directors and principals of those companies, there is every likelihood that those workers might also be impacted. CMA prosecutions over collusion and price-fixing will likely make it harder for some companies to win a place on tender lists, and will therefore impact upon their ability to win work. Any downturn in work could result in cutbacks in investment, in training, and, of course, in staff. Six months ago, any such threat to future employment would have been less of a concern. Work has been plentiful since the COVID-19 pandemic and there has been an almost constant demand for trained, competent and experienced workers. But with the rise in the cost of living and in the cost of construction, work is slowly becoming less abundant and job opportunities within the sector are also slowly being eroded. Anyone that loses their job directly or indirectly because of the CMA investigation fallout is now far less likely to walk into another job with a rival company. From an employment standpoint, the timing of the CMA investigation really could not be any worse. And then, of course, there is a potential impact upon those demolition companies that are not caught up in the collusion or price fixing, but who could also easily find themselves tarred with the same brush. In much the same way that football matches are managed and policed to safeguard against a hooligan minority, innocent demolition firms could find themselves undergoing greater scrutiny than ever before, just because of the actions of a small handful of others. And that post-CMA scrutiny could be a double-edged sword. 
If you're contacted by an individual rendered unemployed by the fallout from the CMA investigation, do you welcome them onto your team with open arms? Or will you now be required to carry out additional background checks to ensure that you're not employing someone that was involved, however remotely, in any price fixing? That is just another burden heaped onto innocent demolition contractors by the actions of the not-so-innocent. At this point, you can probably tell that I'm fudging. The story of the CMA investigation has run its course. We've brought you the build-up, but for now, we can't bring you the punchline. We have endured more than three years of foreplay, but we must now wait while the CMA delivers the money shot. So what happens next? Well, the demolition industry will do what it always does. It will soldier on. It will go about its business. It will continue to be professional. It will continue to meet the needs of demanding clients and even more demanding regulators. And it will wait. We too will get back to the day job. We will continue to produce our daily news show with one eye on the CMA website. We will continue to set the industry agenda through these podcasts, through written word and through video. We will continue to hold up a mirror to the demolition industry in all its glory and occasional shame. We too will wait, and we'll be back just as soon as there's something to report. But while we wait, we will be working on a follow-up to this series of dedicated podcasts. We're turning the scripts from these shows into a standalone ebook that will hopefully appeal to all those that have enjoyed the shows. It will appeal also to those that are interested in the subject matter, but who possess neither the will nor the ability to listen to an audio podcast. And hopefully it will serve as an object lesson to future generations of demolition professionals on the pitfalls of greed, corruption, price fixing and collusion. And here is where we need your help. As you can imagine, the nature of this podcast means that it was unsuitable for sponsorship and advertising. We have produced this podcast entirely at our own cost. And while the cost hasn't been considerable, it is a cost nonetheless. With all that in mind, we will be selling the book at a very reasonable £5. At least to begin with. It will be a book like no other, because it will be a book without an end. At least for now. So here's how it will work. We will publish the book before the end of July, and it will be missing its final chapter. But anyone buying an incomplete copy will be added to an exclusive list. And when the final chapter is written, they will receive the full book completely free of charge. Meanwhile, those that don't buy a copy of the incomplete book will need to pay £10 for the full book. I know that sounds complicated, so let me just clarify. If you buy the unfinished book for £5, you get the full book for nothing. If you don't, the full book will double in price and it will cost £10. If that sounds of interest, then please keep an eye on demolitionnews.com as we will be announcing the book's availability there. But until then, this show is going into stasis. We'll be back just as soon as there is more to report. The CMA Files is a Demolition News production. It was written and narrated by Mark Antony. We hope you enjoyed this episode.